Hey, this is We Called It. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we've been giving out great advice to random followers. Actually, someone left a comment last week asking fantasy football advice. I think it was the only thing we got right last week. Start Curtis Samuel over <laughs> Rashad Penny and Daryl Patterson. Uh, in terms of betting, it was not a pretty week. I think we were all 500 or under looking to bounce back this week. All right. Uh, we are joined with the wonderful crew, as always. Connor Lucas is back after his week delay. How are you, Connor? I'm good. Also, doubling down this week, we're going to win all our picks. So bet every line that I tell you. Every single one. Every one. You know what they say. Not gambling when you know you're going to win. The first time I ever used our soundboard. (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm going to win. So, all right. And Dr. Kenneth Call, how are you doing, Ken? Oh, I'll be better this week. But, uh, you know, Brown's game in 45 minutes, so uh, go Brownies. Let's do it. Yeah, I would say we're gonna we're not going to cover the Browns game, so just uh, know if you're listening, uh, they won last night or on Thursday, so congrats, Browns. <laughs> Way to bounce back after an embarrassing <laughs> loss. Uh, if they don't lose, that's, that's terrible. All right, anyways, let's get on to it for time's sake because, like Ken said, the Browns are on. We're going to start off with our picks of the week. Uh, we're going to lead off with Ken who likes Baltimore, as well as all of us, actually. We all have picks saying Baltimore minus two and a half is the way to go. I'm glad it's not just me picking it. It's all of us. So um, you, they just listened to me. I, I told them all, this is it. But uh, no, truth is, uh, last week, I, I love what Baltimore is doing on offense. And by that, I mean, Mark can pass this year. He's doing really good at it. And uh, I think it adds a lot of balance to their team. They're got, you know, Eventually, they're going to run the ball. They can. They will. Uh, yes, their weakest part of their defense is definitely their cornerbacks. They're hurt. They got abused last week by Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. I do not think Mac Jones can do that to them. I do not think Nelson Aguilar can do it to them. Uh, I uh, don't hate uh, Jacoby Myers, but I do not think that they're going to let him beat them. With that being said... Lamar, I mean, they lost last week, so you don't hear as much about it, but he has been on fire. Uh, He's been doing great. They're putting up points. I don't think the Patriots can keep up. Yeah, and the Patriots offense is terrible. Been preaching it all year since the preseason. Mondre's coming. Don't worry. Um, He's going to be good for fantasy eventually. Not yet. (laughs) What is it? We just need a couple of injuries to happen, and then we can start him. Uh, J.K. Dobbins are, is healthy. That will be a huge boost to a Baltimore uh, okay. run game. Playing. He's playing. He's fully oh, cracked. Yeah. He's full, he, He's a full participant in he's practice. A full participant, but they pretty much, he's going to be capped. You can't even, like, play him for, like, another two weeks, probably. All right, gonna he give is him better than Kenyon, what Kenyon Drake was doing for that <laughs> running game. That was so bad. <laughs> That's true. No, we're all just waiting for Gus Edwards. That's what it is. You know? <laughs> I do like me some Gus Bus. I love I love me some Dobbins and Gus Bus, but they need to get on the field to save this offense. Well, not save this offense, but you know, give this offense the ability to grind out a game. All right, Connor, you had two picks. I'll let you decide which one is your pick of the week. Go ahead. Both of them are total. Uh, I, I, you know what? Let's just start with our favorite team that is going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> That is the Detroit Lions. Yes. I don't even think they've ever won a Super Bowl, but they are scoring points. 
They have a top three offense in the NFL right now. Can you believe it? I cannot. And that is without Jamison Williams. I personally, I, I, I mean, this could be a, I mean, now the caveat is Kirk Cousins playing at home, not in prime time in the, in the afternoon because after six o'clock it's his bedtime and then he just doesn't know what he's doing. So that could be the only reason this is screwed up, but six is a lot of points. They're getting most of that because they beat Green Bay in, the, in week one and beat them pretty well, beat them pretty handily. But as we both know, we all know, uh, Green Bay doesn't show up week one. They got blown out last year against New Orleans and Jameis, or Jameis Winston. And then they got blown out by Kirk Cousins in an afternoon game. So, you know, both of those have caveats on them. And then all of a sudden, Green Bay showed up last week. But again, showed up against the Bears. So I wouldn't even consider that. Quality of win for Minnesota, which, by the way, I think we said I somebody in this place like actually no somebody in this group specifically said that Minnesota is a dark horse Super Bowl team. Someone out of the three of us picked Minnesota Minnesota to go to the Super Bowl, and now, I am not backing off. To be fair, to be fair, I still like Minnesota. I do, I really do. But I like Detroit more. So never did I ever think that I would be saying that, but. Their offense is good. Their defense is eh, okay. They give up a lot of points. So I think this could be a shootout, which I'm okay with. And if Minnesota ever, ever, ever decides to change anything on defense, they might win and win handily. But as you saw last week on Monday Night Football, they literally <laughs> stayed in a two-high shell. Troy Aikman called it out and said, all right, they're in a two-high shell. They've been in that the majority of the game. Um, maybe if they change it up, maybe Jalen Hurts <laughs> would have to, I don't know, do something different. Maybe force, force his hand a little bit. He played the same defense the whole time. You can't do that, especially against Detroit. So, um, Goff, don't bet on Goff. Bet on the Lions. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I could talk about Las Vegas, but... I think the play here is plus six. Six is a lot of points. Six is a lot of points. For an offensive game, that's a lot of points. Yeah. I'm with you. Actually, I'm not with you. I don't have this pick. I picked Detroit the last two <laughs> weeks. But Detroit's, a, Detroit's the child of our uh, our show's child, I guess. We all love them. Wait, are they 2-0? and oh? Are no. they 2-0? and oh? No, they're 1-1. One and one. They're one and one. They are 2-0 and oh against you know. the spread. What okay. really matters. <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, I agree. DeAndre Swift, Amon, Russ St. Brown, they got... They got pieces you want to watch on offense. Uh, they'll, they don't have a defense. These games are going to be great to watch all year. <laughs> yeah. All right. My, first, my pick of the week is definitely Cincinnati minus five versus the Jets. The Jets were down 13 with a minute and a half left last week. This is a Browns play. This is a Browns Just, tweet. No, 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 no. Just listen. They were down 13. <laughs> the Jets aren't good. And then the Browns crapped themselves over and over and over again. My point is... The Jets are who they were for the first, I, I don't even know, what is it, 59 or 58 and a half minutes of the game. And the Bengals have gone, they have a new offensive line where they upgraded from terrible to average. And they've gone against the top two pass rushers in the league each of the last two weeks. Micah Parsons has been freaking amazing. Doesn't matter who's blocking him, he just runs right past him. And then TJ Watt in week one completely wrecked everything that Joe Burrow was doing. 
The Jets can't do that. They don't have as good of a pass rush. I think they bounce back. I think they are aggressive on offense. And I think the Jets just, they don't do what they did last week and keep up. I think the Bengals defense is better, or at least playing better than the Browns, and they won't blow it. So Bengals bounce back. They are not a team that's going to start 0-3. It's a five-point spread. I honestly think they just, the Jets aren't good, all right? They're going to lose. They're going to get smacked in their face. (laughs) You forgot the most important part. Joe Burrow deleted his Instagram, deleted his Twitter. He's in full game mode. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm not betting against the Jets. I'm betting against Joe Burrow starting 0-3. I'm with you. Okay. Yeah, I, it sounded like you said you're betting for T. Higgins. That, that's what I heard. <laughs> I love Joe Burrow's receivers. There's no doubt about that one. All right. So Ken has lots of picks this week. We'll let him go with the next one. How about, tell us why you're taking Buffalo versus Miami. I think you've been heated about this. It's easy. Just listen to exactly what Phil said about the Jets. The exact same thing for Miami, except for three quarters, not 58 minutes. I think that the the real Dolphins uh, showed up and were losing 35-14. They hit some big plays uh, to Tyreek Hill deep. I don't think that that's going to happen again. With that being said, I'm also just super impressed with, with the Bills. Not, uh, not off, well, yes, offensively, but really it's their defense. Their defense has compl- they completely shut down the Rams. They com- I don't even know what you want to call that game on uh, Monday night. Uh, but, it, I mean, the Titans, they just put them in their place. I think that they do the same thing with Tua. I, I think you can only do the short passing game for, for so long. I, they're, I don't think they're going to hit those deep passes. I think that uh, the Bills, you know, they'll give it give them they'll win by a touchdown (laughs) they're gonna win by more than a touchdown (laughs) i feel like the bills can't win by less than 10 points if if they're gonna win they're just gonna completely gobstomp whoever's uh whoever they're playing against they lost nine to six last year versus the jaguars i said they can't win by less if they lose it can be humiliating (laughs) urban Myers jaguars to be specific (laughs) well that's because they had a josh allen on their team too uh, yeah, Josh Allen stole all the Josh Allen talent. There, two negatives, two positives equal a negative. Yeah, Got I think it. I think actually Jaguars pass rusher Josh Allen had like three sacks, uh, an interception, and a forced fumble slash fumble recovery. Something in that like game. that. So mm-hmm. complete. But no, the Bills are gonna have a game where they just look look like you know, uh, 2017 Browns, but it's not gonna be this week. Uh, so I just want to let you know, Kevin Cole on Twitter, tweet, uh, he works for PFF. He tweeted like your, what is it? Actual point differential versus expected based on like, you know, random luck and stuff. And the bills are by far the best team in the NFL, according to like the expected point differential, but they've actually played worse than what like the prediction was. So they are underachieving at beating teams out by like 20 points a game. So absolutely solid pick. All right. Uh, we'll go on to Connor's next pick then. You, you can do whatever. Vegas, 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 Dude, baby. Listen, all right. So this is going to be Vegas. I think McDaniel's is going to say, "Hey, we're out of our division. We aren't playing. We had didn't have something stupid, crazy, dumb happen last week, which I don't think is going to happen again." 
and that was let Kyler toddler Murray run around and just spin in circles, and then all of a sudden, you know, five six minutes left in the game, and you know they're back in. And by the way, they should have won that game. Renfro got knocked out. He's still out, by the way. Twice. Twice. Yeah, exactly. Got knocked out twice. And so, you know, other than, otherwise, they still actually win and cover that game. They shouldn't have been. They shouldn't have been even allowing them to go to overtime. But even then, they had the offense and they were moving. So, kind of a fluky thing there. And then, who'd they beat? They beat the Chargers in Week One, or they lost, lost to the Chargers. Chargers. They lost to the Chargers in Week One. So I think they've gotten their themselves like handed to them twice. One, they should be one and one, in my opinion. And man, this is an indictment against the Tennessee Titans. I mean, the Bills are really good. Bills are really good. But I still think that you go out and you open up with competition like that, and then they had two close games, competitive games. Tennessee gets blown out, blown out by the Bills. Like, so much so that they took out Crappy Tanny, who I'm not a fan of at all, and they wanted to see what Malik would do. And I think that in itself is demoralizing to a team. I think that's why you won't see Tomlin do it tonight. No matter what happens, Tomlin wants to sit and say, "Mm, I just want to know without a doubt that Trubisky sucks before I put in Pickett. I can't go back and forth. Happened with Tua. Tua went in and out and in and out and in and out. And he was basically fragile until McDaniels got there. I don't think that they want to do that with Pickett just yet. Uh, you took out Malik uh, as a as a you know as a person that's on that team. That is just incredibly demoralizing that you're getting smacked so bad with your starter, who's supposed to be good, which he never was. But you're a playoff team last year. King Henry's back, drafted some talent, and then now all of a sudden you just put. You just get wiped out. And I think, I honestly, I think this line is incredibly forgiving to Tennessee. This is all Vrabel. Vrabel is the one that is keeping this line relatively close. And I was actually about to tweet or text you guys last week in the first two quarters or whatever. And I was about to say, man, how is it that Vrabel always somehow, some reason, stays close in big games and then blows it against somebody like the Jags? Then the second quarter happened, and I was like, "I'm glad I didn't text this guy." <laughs> Seriously, I think he's, I think McDaniel's McDaniel's is going to be tired of you know tired of hearing about how he should have been fired. You know, he was up until the third quarter of that game. He should have. He everyone was like, "Oh, McDaniel's is back. McDaniel's is back." And then all of a sudden, it just the flip the the script turned. And if you just look at this on paper. This team in Las Vegas should beat the brakes off of the Titans on paper. So much more talented. I was going to say, you saw what Stephon Diggs did. Now you have Devontae Adams going in. It's like, all right, if they overcorrect and smother him, then someone else. This was a game I wanted to pick, but I didn't because I had so many other picks. I liked a lot of games this week. If they all turn out to be right, I'm going to be happy, but also mad I didn't pick more. Uh, Anyways, we'll go on to my next game. Hey, no, wait, you're, you you're not done. There. I'm sorry. I, I did, actually. No, no, no. I, I wanted so hard to find any reason to pick the Titans being 0-2 <laughs> at home. 
and I couldn't. I couldn't find a thing. Raiders looked re- – I mean, they looked really good in their loss to the Chargers. I think Chargers are underrated. Uh, and they looked really good for just about the whole game against the Cardinals. I I agree. Once again, I almost – I test, Phil. I test, Phil. Who cares about the numbers? Ken was the one talking about numbers, but whatever. Anyways, I'm going Tampa Bay at home versus Green Bay here. Connor, you talked about it. Everyone's psyched. Sunday night football. There was the Packers beating the smack out of the Bears, who were down by two scores and threw the ball 11 times in the game. I think it was like in the first, early, second quarter, they were down by two, by, by two touchdowns, and they were just running the ball up the gut with David Montgomery. Up until the end of that game, they had a chance to be in it because the uh, the what they do? I think they turned it over late, didn't they? The Packers they? just did, they didn't look good. Like Aaron Jones is the only player on the Packers offense that looked good. He looked fantastic. Don't get me wrong, but it's like you, you had your chance, Bears. Get, give people hope that you're going to cover at least. It was a ten point spread. Yeah, set eleven attempts. It's it was just pathetic. Anyways, the Packers I don't think are that good. <laughs> slash. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is willing to take risks with his receivers. That dude loves his touchdown to interception numbers. Whereas the Buccaneers, they're going to be having scout team guys going out there now. But I think Tom Brady's still going to be willing to chuck it occasionally. Like his touchdown pass to Brashad Perriman, that was a huge gamble. Perriman was tightly covered. He threw it to the back corner and Perriman turned up and like it was the only place he could throw the ball that was catchable for Perriman and it worked out. So... I really think Tampa Bay just one um, will have a better has a better defense. The Packers have a great defense, but Tampa Bay's has been absolutely smothering everyone. And then two, Tom Brady will try to make it work better than Aaron Rodgers will with his lack of weapons. Um, I also think Green Bay is going to be a team that lets Leonard. They're going to be like, oh yeah, run the ball at us a million times compared to uh, was it the Saints that smothered the line of scrimmage and stopped Leonard for that? I think. Uh, the Packers won't be able to do that, and the Buccaneers' run game will be more functional than uh, than it was previously. Tampa minus one and a half. You keep talking about their their scout receivers out there. You're talking about Julio Jones, Russell Gage, timeout, Cole Beasley. Timeout, timeout, timeout. You're saying you're you're saying right now Julio Jones is playing Sunday football. Uh, Julio Jones <laughs> is gonna play. Julio Jones Jones will play four quarters of Sunday football. Will you say that? Julio Jones will be there at the stadium. (laughs) On the sidelines. Who knows knows if he's... So, uh, Mike Evans suspended. Godwin's already been basically ruled out. Uh, Julio uh, hasn't practiced, but I don't think he ever is going to practice. He didn't practice He didn't practice practice today either. Cole Beasley's learning the offense. Russell uh, Gage yeah. is their it, – it's the Falcons' yeah. receiving core from last year. It's Russell Gage and then other people. Rashad Perriman <laughs> will have streaming option in fantasy if you guys are wondering for fantasy nugget. All right, because... all right, so fantasy nugget here. How scared of you of Jair Alexander? Because I assumed he would take the outside uh, threat, which is Perriman. That's the problem, though. That's the only thing. But here's but you just said it, though. Tom's still going to chuck it at him. You remember, like, Rashad Perriman's been off and on the team, but he is the person that has caught. I remember it was like Monday Night Football or Sunday Night Football last year. It was the first pass or second pass in overtime, and Rashad Perriman goes for like eighty, like on a crossing route. And Tom's probably Tom probably remembers that. Okay, another thing, eyes don't or stats don't matter. Eyes do. He just caught a pass that made Tom go from like 
was it thirteen to ten to twenty to ten or whatever it was and win a game? No, that was that was that was three like that was the ten to three score. They got a pick six yeah. for the other one. So it was like that's a huge touchdown to get to get, right? That's I I just think you, Tom's gonna remember that. Have you not watched Tom Brady? Cole Beasley's getting thirteen, one thirteen and one. Yeah. <laughs> No, he's gonna give it. He's gonna end up throwing it to like I don't know, like Lenny out of the back. No, I was gonna say, man, Rashad was, White. Put Rashad White in the slot. Yeah. I was gonna say Leonard Fournette is gonna do just fine. All right, so Ken, you're on this game. Do you want anything else besides you know, Tampa Bay minus one and a half? I just don't. I I don't trust the Packers yet. I mean, I yeah, they, they beat the Bears. Uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't have to do anything. When you get up up against, I mean, the the Buccaneers defense has been lights out, like you mentioned. I I just think I trust Tom Brady more than that. I do hate it betting against Aaron Rodgers, but I also hate it betting against Tom Brady. All right, then uh, we'll go on to your next game if you want. I don't care. What yeah, you yeah. Got. Huh? Just, just, just like if, if if you're streaming something else on this, I mean. <laughs> I just, I don't know, I, they're just the slowest teams. Both of these guys are going to hand check and check and check and check and check and one second left and zero and look down and then snap the ball. This is going to be a slow game, I think. I just think this is going to be super slow. I, I would, I mean, I'm thinking about benching Tom and Fantasy for Jared Goff. Can you guys believe that? I love it. I yeah. don't know why do too. you haven't yet. <laughs> Like, Jared Goff. Like, we love the Lions. I, I was going to say, you're, you're talking to us about, <laughs> about our children. All right? <laughs> oh, anyways, comment on what you think I should do. Tell the analyst to come back. At, tell the analyst what he should do in fantasy football this week. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go on. Um, Ken, your next game. I don't know. I think you only have one left. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I picked a lot because I'm starting to, for no reason to get confidence in my picks. Um, but it's all about picking against the Broncos. So, um, now, they did not look good against Seattle. They certainly did not look good against Houston. They're also, for some reason, what was a 64-yard field goal away from being 2-0. and um, But with that being said, they... Nothing but horrible coaching mishaps. Kyle Shanahan is going to – yeah, he's going to beat this line just on his own. Uh, man, I, I spe- there's no Jerry Judy. Uh, actually, I, I'm not sure. Is he playing or questionable. not? He's questionable. It's, I don't think he's practiced this week. so I would assume not then. Yeah. But uh, I really like the 49ers defense. I think that they'll slow down the running game, and I just don't trust – I just don't trust the Broncos yet. Uh, yes, I'm a big Jimmy G fan. Uh, I think he wins games in the regular season. Uh, this game is pretty much a pick and that's why I'm going with the 49ers. So for the record, I really wish I would have known Jimmy G was starting because they would have been my Super Bowl pick over the Vikings – but I didn't pick him because I, I didn't believe in Trey Lance to, you know. So now I'm upset because I, I traded Ken, Brandon Ayuk, for Julio Jones on the thought that the uh, Trey Lance in the, set, in the 49ers offense... All right, just wait. You'll, you'll hear why. Trey Lance in the 49ers offense, it just... After what I saw the first like week, I was like, this isn't going to be any good. And then to start the second game, I was right. They ran the ball 1,500 times in the, on the first drive. And then I'm like, all right, Julio Jones... 
if I have them during the, the buy, like I have T Higgins and Justin Jefferson as my starting receivers. They're never coming out. All I need is a bye week flyer. So I'm like, if Julio Jones is healthy, it's great. I'll play him in. He might get a hundred yards and a touchdown. Brandon Ayuk, I didn't think could do that. And then of course, Jimmy G comes in and now I'm super jealous that Ken has Ayuk and I have Julio because I'll probably never play Julio. I know. I, I would have taken Ayuk from the, just forever. I just, I just, I think he wasn't going to crack my starting lineup if I have Jefferson and T Higgins. And you won that trade. He did, but only because Trey Lance got hurt. I would have done it. I don't think I would have done it with Trey Lance at quarterback. Dude, I I was, I I was on the Julio looked good his first game, you know. And anyways, I like the CMC train. CMC got hurt again today, so that's cool. Everyone. Just a heartbreak. I, w- I want to believe. I- I'm an optimist. I want to believe Julio. I want to believe that Christian McCaffrey is going to play 16 games like he did in 2019. That's what I just said about Julio. Know. See, I'm an optimist. I want to <laughs> believe in my teams. I'm a Browns fan. I have to. Otherwise, it's just sad. But then I went out and traded for A.J. Dillon so that I could have, have somebody who I could plug in and could get 18 carries a game just in case CMC decides that he wants to be a pansy again. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go with my next game because I'm going to rapid fire through it. It'll take two seconds. Uh, I, I'm writing on the... I, I got to sign this game to write, so it, I had to make a pick. Houston versus Chicago. They suck. Both of them. Under 40 and a half. Done. Yeah, I... Ugh. Yeah, see, they, yeah, I, I'm, taking, I'm taking the check they give me for it, and I'm walking away. But it's under 40 and a half. I don't want to talk Listen, about anyone in that game. I do want to talk about this, because this is for <laughs> OSU homers, okay? This is for OSU homers, and I actually analyzed this... I might have even analyzed this with you guys last week. Okay. I'm not convinced that Chicago thinks that Fields is their guy. No, I actually don't think that their new GM is convinced that Fields is their guy. And they have refused to do what they did with Jalen Hurts in in the Eagles country. And A, put people around him. And B, build the offense around him. And the third thing that I thought about yesterday was... There is some sort of developmental problem with Fields. You notice, and you watch, I watched the whole game, the Packers game, just like you guys did last week. He had a first read, and a read, usually it was a, uh, it wasn't even like, it was, it was quick game. His passes were either quick game or traditional a play action, roll out, one read, two read, run. Which tells me, you can't get through a traditional five-step drop where you need one, two, three, and maybe four reads. You can't read the defense fast enough to get through his progression. He's doing one read, two read. Now, that's a couple of things. Their offensive line sucks. We know that. Uh, but that means that they don't trust him to make good decisions past one or two reads. Thus, quick game or play action where there's only going to play action with like 12 personnel. One running back, two tight ends, or eleven personnel. One running back, one tight end. So they do not. They are trying to simplify this thing as much as possible. And I think that he has some some development problems, which is not good. So what do you do? You should do what the Eagles do. Make it run a lot. You got a good running back. You've got a really athletic quarterback, and then make it to where okay, run to open up the pass. And look at the Eagles this year. They did that, and now Hurts develop got another another year to develop as a passer, 
They need Fields to do that. I don't know if they're going to do it. I So one interesting stat that I, I did find for this, uh, Justin Fields uh, leads the league in turnover-worthy throws, uh, or percentage of, uh, and it was like 9.6%. Uh, and the next highest was, I think it was Derek Carr, but it was like 6.8. Like, it's not even close. How I mean, and it, it kind of goes into the whole, like, it, it's not them not passing. It's them trying to hide the fact that Justin Fields can't pass. Don't like it. I also want to say he has the worst, worst receiving core in football and like, yeah, and, like, and like a bottom five offensive line. So when he's throwing it, the person is tightly covered. And he's yeah. under pressure. <laughs> like in our in our group chat, just real quick, Phil said, "Oh, uh, Justin Fields this year is better than Andy Dalton last year for the Bears," and that is false. I <laughs> highly disagree. <laughs> they win more games. They only beat San Fran because of his eighty-yard across. Okay, the we've field been talking pass. about this too long. Let's move on. Yeah. All right. <laughs> they, hey, Ken. Last week they were undefeated. At this time, just remember that. <laughs> That's true. Oh, man. All right, so let's go on to your next pick, Connor. We went on way too long. I thought we could do that in, like, 10 seconds. <laughs> you got you to remember, you have an OSU diehard right here, so I'm going to pay attention to OSU players in the NFL. It's like it's I, it's like I hyped Justin Fields as, as my son coming into the league. Especially, listen, I'm, a, I'm super subjective when it comes to OSU players in the NFL, too. I think we have a problem. I think he has a problem, and he, the only way he's going to get it fixed is he's got to get somebody that will coach it out of him. A la Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, you saw big steps ahead. Mac Jones has taken a step back, so we won't count him. Well, he lost but- Josh McDaniels. He was coached up last year. This year, he's not getting coached. They don't have OC. Um, Trey Lance was going to get that from Shanahan, I think, this year. But, you know, again, you got to have these people be zoned in and make you want to have success. I don't think the Bears Connor, we're going to pause quarterback conversation. We'll kick Ken off in a little when he runs to the Browns game, and we'll talk about this more. Connor, I'm excited. I have, I have points I want to bring up. The Giants suck. The Giants are the worst <laughs> 2-0 team. Who have they beat? Carolina? And who, who did they beat before that? I don't even Tennessee. remember. Who was it? Tennessee. It's and Tennessee. I don't want to talk about it. We've already destroyed Tennessee. And that was, an, that was an amazing comeback. And by the way, Saquon had one of the best two-yard carries I've ever seen to get the two-point conversion. He broke, like, ten tackles. Yeah, so, uh, and then Dallas. I do love Saquon, man. Dallas might get Gallup back this week. Okay, that's a plus. Gallup comes back. CD gets some of the tension taken off him. Which, by the way, I want you guys to know this. I want you to go back and listen to the tape. Remember remember I said this? And I said, I'm not sure CD Lamb is the guy. Mm, How's he doing so far this year? Mm. I said I agree. We both talked smack. I think he had like seven catches for seventy-five yards with Cooper Rush or something like that. That's yeah. Okay. Cool. But is he catching touchdowns? And are they blowing out teams? No, they're not. Cooper Rush. Eh. Oh, by the way, side note. Uh, Jerry Cooper Jones- Rush just beat the Bengals, guys. Your guys' team. Don't hate him so much. Noah Brown looks better than. Um, Listen. What's his? Face? All I'm saying. All talking about Cooper Rush right here. All of these points. Dallas is getting two points. All of these things, right? We're talking about Dallas is getting two points. I will definitely take Dallas all day long. All day long versus Daniel Jones and Kenny Galladay, who played two plays. Kenny last Galladay week. got benched. I love it. What's his face? Ben, 
By the way, Brian Dable, phenomenal coach. I am very, very high on the Giants' (laughs) future. He goes up to Kenny Galladay. He's like, yeah, dude, you're you're out for, I can't remember who, but it's like a practice squad player I'd never heard of. And then Galladay goes and cries to the media. He's like, no, 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 I should be playing more. It's like, oh, I love Brian Dable. David Sills. He was a West Virginia, I think he was converted quarterback and went to play West Virginia as a wide receiver. But... All I'm saying is all of those reasons. By the way, Jerry Jones came out and said he's open to having a QB competition uh, with with Dak. I'm dead serious. Dead serious. It was it was on his little his little his show that he does on Sirius XM or something like that. What's Dak gonna make between last year and this year? Like eighty to hundred million dollars. I don't know the exact like guarantees and how that all works out. And now that's how Dak started, man. (laughs) Romo got hurt. That's how it starts. Oh, dude! If Romo played that year when they were thirteen and three, they're a Super Bowl team. Make sure you put that in the YouTube, like, when you search us this week. Dak Prescott benched, question mark? <laughs> Make sure. Uh, what, else, what else? Lamar Jackson to the Giants, question mark? Yeah, exactly. Lamar to the Giants? Man. All right. All right. My other pick. Uh, is- I think that Dallas defense is underrated. Okay, keep going. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Michael Parsons, he might be the best defensive player in the NFL this year. He looks so good. Um, right after Miles Garrett. Totally agree. <laughs> Um, but anyways, I got Rams minus three and a half in Arizona. We covered it. Arizona should have lost and not covered. And the big difference between what the Raiders did and what the Rams will do is Aaron Donald will be blowing up the pocket right in the middle. So Kyler Murray can't run circles for half an hour and then, you know, walk into the end zone. Um, they don't have any good receivers at all. Like Hollywood Brown's Greg not. Dorch, Greg Dorch, Greg Dorch, Greg Dorch. I got him on my waivers. great <laughs> he's got 15 <laughs> points I think he, I he, he plays good fantasy football <laughs> yep. Dorch. Have you heard about craig dorch that guy's looked pretty good so far uh anyways <laughs> they they're awful i don't is james connor out we should probably know these things before questionable it. he's questionable so uh, he's he hasn't played yet he didn't play yet he didn't practice yesterday. Didn't practice today. That's actually he had a, he had an ankle sprain, and so even if he does play, uh, I mean, I think him, uh, Daryl uh, Williams, and Nino Benjamin at, at least will be splitting. All, I mean, three ways. Anyways, yeah, they don't they don't have anything. I've been utterly unimpressed with them. Like the only reason they won last week is because Kyler Murray just refused to lose that game, and then they had the strip uh, at the end for the the strip return. So. I am very low on Arizona. I, I, I just don't think they have the magic that they had the last two seasons when they entered the year. Sorry about all your Kyler Murray card, Ken. You know, you're just losing tons and tons of invested value now. There goes your retirement. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but also, very high on the Rams. I Stafford has just been throwing it to the other team. He has like six picks already this year. I At some point, that's just not going to happen every game. That's not new though. He had like he did that last year. He was tied for the league lead in, in interceptions. He was last tied year, at too. eighteen. He's at yeah. He's at six in two games. Hey, hey, one of those was against the Bills. Okay. My point is, if and he only throws yeah. one interception this game, it's a huge upgrade. <laughs> so I think don't he worry, can guys. do that. And also, I don't think the Cardinals can stop. Like they'll actually be they able makers. to run the ball. So that was what I was going to say. Run the ball a little bit. And you're going to say K-Makers. I just knew uh, it. Oh, look, he's alive, guys. He wasn't alive. What did he one. have? 15 he carries for 45 played. yards? <laughs> but still. But still. Okay. At one point, he had like 
eight carries for like 40 yards. So remember, he just remember, can't run out the clock. Remember, Daryl Henderson still had a 60-40 split and got all the red zone carries. So ooh. fantasy nugget, fantasy nugget. All right. Progressive increase. Progressive increase. I'm happy. All right. Compared to three carries. No Ken, minutes. it's 8.05. I'll let you have a graceful exit now if you want. Do you want? Do you have any last words? I don't think you have any other picks. So. Uh, I didn't pick any over-unders because they're all dropping a ton. I mean, there's like three or four 40-point ones. And one uh, the 39.5 for the uh, Dallas-New York Giants really almost took that. But it was in the 30s, so I didn't. Only uh, worst yeah. game to watch will be Pittsburgh versus Cleveland at 38 and a half. <laughs> Go Browns. <laughs> all right, guys. Go Browns. See ya. Ooh. All right, Connor, it looks like you have one pick remaining. You want to talk yeah, about it? Yeah, it's very simple. It's very simple. Uh, the Seahawks scored uh, 17 against the Broncos, and they scored 7 versus the 49ers. And the uh, – uh, who are they playing? The Falcons scored offensively last week. They scored 20 points because they I don't count their whatever happened, block punt, something like that. I don't count that. So you're telling me neither of these teams have scored 21, and they both need 21 apiece to hit the uh, to hit the over? Yeah, I'm good. I'm gonna go ahead and take the under. I also, yes, I get it. Neither of them are very good on offense, and neither of them are very. These are very bad teams. So I'm. I've always said in the past, like two very very bad teams. Like, oh man, maybe they both just like put up a shootout. But I'm not betting either of these guys are gonna put up a shootout. Well, these are both. Terrible coaches, in my opinion, too, in terms yeah. of they are very old school and they're going to be, we're going to run the ball into the ground and they're going to milk the clock. It's going to be ugly. Um, Arthur Smith coming out and telling everybody, hey, um, listen, we're not playing fantasy football out there. We don't care about how many times Kyle Pitts touches the ball. Might be one of the dumbest things that I've ever heard a coach say. The highest ever drafted tight end at the third overall uh-huh. pick. And they're like, you know what? We're good. Two, two, three and targets. Historically, high tight end standards, historically, by far and away, the best rookie season any tight end has ever had. A thousand yards as a rookie, which nobody, I don't even think uh, Gonzalez or uh, uh, Sharp or any of those guys. No, Brock, have Brock didn't do it. Uh, Brock didn't do it. Hernandez. Hernandez <laughs> didn't do it. I mean, he's in jail or he's, he's yeah. rest in peace, Mr. Hernandez. But I, I'm just saying, I, the idea that people are like, hey, everyone knows how talented this guy is, and what do people do for Cooper Cups? What do people do for Justin Jefferson? What do people do for Christian McCaffrey? They manufacture touches for them. They figure out ways to put them in the backfield, get them out, put them, put them in the backfield and swing them out, put them in the backfield and run a zero route or a curl route or an arrow route, get him on a linebacker. He has faced more coverage from a corner this year by far than any other tight end. He gets matched up on corners all the time. What do you do? Hit him off of a corner. Move him around. Put him up. uh, Spread him out to put him in the slot such that you have a nickel or a linebacker doing it. Don't put him outside and just say, eh, put him as the X for this play. We'll put him as the Y for this play. I mean, I get it. We're the peanut gallery, but... Come on. The it's, idea it, it's like saying Cody... I have Debo Samuel, and he's, he's going to be my ex. 
He, yeah. he, he's one-on-one, uh, or he's on the outside. I'm going to let him I'm gonna let him play one-on-one with Jalen Ramsey all game. He's like, no. Why do you have Debo Samuel if you're letting him go one-on-one all game? A guy who is not traditionally a super traditional ex-wide receiver. No, you move him around. You put him in the backfield. I, I, I refuse to believe that this guy is dumb enough not to steal from other coaches. Coaches talk about it all the time. Just go watch Andy Reid's game. I was gonna go say, figure out how it. he manufactures touches for Kelsey. Go figure out how they manufacture touches for Andrews. This is not that. This is not that hard. I mean, it's even like Irv Smith for the, for the Vikings. They yeah. they move him around a lot. He had like uh, his play against um, what's it called? He had a wide open touchdown that he dropped. Uh, yeah, he dropped night. it. Yeah. But it's like they manipulated the coverage. They used uh, Justin Jefferson with him, and like they move yeah. him around, and they just create confusing s- scenarios for like you know when a, a, what is it your star corner is now in yeah. the slot, and you have to play off so, and stuff. So I watched uh, a breakdown of Shanahan's uh, one, the play that they got their tight end open. It was a no name. It was like not not Will Disley, but uh, Ross Dwelly. Dwelly, yeah, Dwelly. Last week they showed the way that they got him wide open, and you thought it was a blown coverage. It wasn't a blown coverage. It was cover three. They took Debo ran, or they took uh, Ray Ray McLeod, a guy who should borderline not even supposed to be on a roster. Took him across. He took the the corner and the safety on like a deep over post route. So they cleared those two out, but they used motion. They used Debo across the formation to carry the flat defender. And they ran a simple flag route or a corner route with Welly, and he was not walked into the end zone. That was Ross Dwelly. I get it. He doesn't take as much attention, but Debo does. So use somebody, Cordero Patterson, move him in motion. People flat defend. It's a very simple concept. It's so simple, like. It works. Like, well, it's also catch like the right coverage. It's it's like Kyle it Pitts. So so he he can be an inline tight end and block right because he actually has yeah. that skill set. It, it's a very respectable level. I'm not gonna say he's an elite blocker, but like he right. can be inline. You can put him in the slot and you can split him out. Just and then Cordell Patterson, like you said, he's a running back at wide that, that can go if you split him out can run right past the linebacker. I, it just blows my mind that people aren't like, hey. Where is my advantage instead of saying, I have my play, this guy goes here, this guy goes here, this guy goes here? He, 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 I watched him run the triple option with Mariota. It's a, it's, it's a triple option out of the pistol is what it is. It's not actually a true tri- triple option, but you know, it's fullback to your side or running back to your side, guy behind, you read the defender, and then you pull and pitch. I just don't like that's a great curveball. You're doing it more than five times a game. I think you got a problem. I just think you got a problem with the guys that you have. So yeah, I think Arthur yeah. Smith is kind of like a he's he's a kid who played Madden, and he I'm not saying not saying he is, but like whenever you play a kid in Madden, they figure out one play and they always go back to it. It's like this play works, and I'm gonna run that again and again and again and again. And it's like it worked one time. I, I, I've, I've watched two full games of his now, and I just I'm sorry. <laughs> I just <laughs> last year and this year, and I just have not been impressed at all with the play calling, like at all. And and that was last year with Matt Ryan and this year uh, with uh, Mariota. And I'm just trying to figure out what his identity is on offense because he's got it. He actually okay. I'll give him credit. 
He unlocked Cordero Patterson. Good job. Great job. You, you found that one. You want Cordero Patterson to be Derrick Henry, and then you want Mariota to be Tannehill in Tannehill's prime. And I just don't think you have that. You, 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 you're trying to run similar concepts, you know, be a downhill football team, be a run-first football team. You don't have that. You just don't have that. Even, okay, even then, think about this. He had Corey Davis, and he also had – who was the other one? And A.J. Brown for that year that he basically made himself into a head coaching prospect. Mm-hmm. You use both of them. You've got Cordero Patterson, who you can move around and flex around however you like, and you've got Kyle Pitts. You cannot tell me that one of those guys cannot be used like Brown, uh, specifically Brown even. You cannot tell me that. Um, so all this, and then I'm just going to compliment Brian Dable again because in New, like he was in Buffalo with uh, Josh Allen, and it was run first Josh Allen. Josh Allen's a part time running back because he can't throw. We don't trust him yet. Then he evolved his offense to be kind of Josh Allen take some deep shots here and there. You're hitting him more, uh, but still use your running legs. And then it. Last year, it was this elite monster offense that was gunslinging everywhere. Right back to New York, and he goes, we can't throw. We have good receivers, but they don't show up and they don't play. So you know what? Saquon, and I'm going to find a way to milk clock and play smart. And it's like, I just don't get why so many coaches and coordinators get stuck in the, this is how we play football. And this is, it's, it's not, we don't take advantage of our players. Um, all that to come one back, one farther step back to Justin Fields. <laughs> and it's like, he's an athlete. You're not using him as an athlete. And we were saying, you, you were saying they, they're kind of protecting themselves or, you yeah. know, waiting, wait, they can't do more, but yeah. you saw they Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan yeah. chose to do that with Justin, with Trey Lance. He yeah. wasn't going to throw. He, they were going to nope. run him. It's like, why don't you just do something to get this guy comfortable and confident instead of being like 10 passes a game, we're just going to lose. It doesn't make sense to me unless your, your end game is we're going to go draft a new guy and ship this one off because it's broken. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I, don't, I don't like what they're doing with Fields at all. At all. <laughs> I, 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 I really think he has the ability to be a Hertz-esque person, and they're not allowing him to. I don't think he's not talented. And to your point, they do one, two, and take off. And it's like, okay, if you're going to do that, do it wisely. And it seems to me like they're trying to do that in, in like a traditional offense where if he's taking off, it's because he's doing something crazy and busting out of the pocket instead of moving the pocket. Which is- uh, and if you watch his three-step drop out of the – if you watch the the plays that they have him in obvious passing situations, they do three-step drop quick game. Sometimes it's not even three-step drop. It's turn, fire, find a window. Well, if you just watch exactly what the Packers did, they just sat. Mm-hmm. He had a really ugly, like, I think, interception late in that game. They said, you're not threatened deep. We're not even going to press you guys. We're just going to sit at five and six and seven yards. We're going to play almost like a fence coverage. And <laughs> we're not going to, we're not going to, like, put it, we're creeping our safeties down. And... We're, we know that you're not going to take the risk of going downfield. Okay, we're just going to sit on every slant, every hitch, every out, everything. 
everything. Why would we do that if you have no concept, no concept, no combination rounds, no motions? They don't motion very much either. That's a big thing that if you notice that McVay does. McVay motions probably more than just about anybody in the NFL. That is the way you do those kind of things. That is how you help out your quarterback. Well, it's also, do it. also um, if you have an athletic quarterback, the last thing you want is the defense at the line of scrimmage, right? Or, in, or sitting in a zone. You want to yeah. be stretching them to open the field and running lines. If they're sitting yeah. at 5, 10 yards out, if he takes off, they're right there. Like, yeah. if you look at the Eagles, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, down the field, left and right. If you don't, if you don't chase them, um, you can just throw it one-on-one coverage. And if you do, then Jalen Hurts has a wide-open running lane if your defensive front isn't disciplined. Like, and Miles Sanders has 40 touches in two games, which is crazy because that dude was not used at all. But most of that is because they can stretch the field on the outside now and open up the middle because they're, they're making those linebackers creep out. They are moving them out of the box, even if they're in the box. I mean, it's an oxymoron, but they're spreading out because they want to be able to get outside and get to Smith and Brown and even whoever it was, Quez Watkins. Like, they Quez Watkins get... is still a burner. And like, so, yeah, it's very stupid. It's a very, dumb, it's a very dumb decision, and I have a feeling that they're going to have, you know, them and the Carolina Panthers and the Falcons and the Seattle Seahawks, like we said, Least talented rosters by far in the NFL. I feel bad for some of those guys. Um, all right, so one more question before we go. Christian McCaffrey and Baker Mayfield and Panthers. Have you watched any of it? All I want to know is why is he not catching passes? Like, all game, they don't lean on CMC's pass catching. So they've also used – they rule – had said in the past, hey, I'm not. I'm going to lighten the workload of CMC because he's only played X amount of games since I've been here. Yeah. He formerly had 80, 90% snap share. I think he's at like 60 to 70. I think he's, he went up because after the week one when they didn't use him, Rule probably got flack for it. And he came out and was like, oh, we got to get CMC the ball. We got to get, I think he was in 70% of snap share. Now, he. He has the ability to, I've said this actually probably not in this chat, he's the one of the only guys I've ever seen that could probably make the Pro Bowl as a slot and a wide receiver. Or sorry, a slot and a running back. I don't know if there's any guys in the history of the game that, because he doesn't just run regular routes, he doesn't run regular running back routes. The, the circle route, the arrow route, the whip route, you know, he can line up and probably run most of a route tree. You're not going to send him on posts. You're not going to send him on uh, deep drags, things like that. But any of the 7 to 10 intermediate, yeah, uh, you got a scheme for that too. Um, you got a scheme to get him on a linebacker. I don't think Rule's done that. They give, you know, I'm not impressed with Baker. Okay, think about last year, Baker in Cleveland. He has not fed DJ Moore. He didn't feed, uh, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones last year. Everyone thought he's going to break out. Didn't feed him. He, didn't feed, he, he never feeds anyone. OBJ, Jarvis he Landry. Didn't feed OBJ, didn't feed Jarvis. So this myth that he's going to be able to upgrade and support a receiver, I feel bad because I, I just think that they're going to struggle. If you you got to have a guy that you're going to say, I don't care what it is. I'm going to throw you the ball if it's close. 
If you're not doubled, I'm throwing you the ball. Like, I just love watching it now because when I see, uh, I, I don't know if you remember in college, that was the uh, Packers when they lost Randall Cobb, or they lost Jordy Nelson, someone else. They didn't have any receivers. And we would always laugh. Yeah. It was press cover one all the time. And they couldn't the do time. anything about it. And it's like, now when I watch and I see press cover one, I'm just like, okay, who's the big outside threat? Like, when it was the Steelers, it was Martavis Bryant. I was watching um, the Eagles versus the Vikings. It was Justin Jefferson. It's like, all right, press cover one. I'm going to call hike, take three steps. I'm going to throw the ball up that way. And, yeah, they, they have guys to do that in Carolina, but Baker doesn't do that. I don't know. He's more of a give me a dual call, let me check it. Now, McCaffrey had 100 yards, 140 yards from scrimmage last week, something yeah, like that. Yeah, then he bust out like a 60-yard yeah. carry. Yeah, he had one big long run. And nothing uh, else productive. Pretty much. Uh, but you, you still kind of look at it and go, all right, that's why you get the ball in your hands more than, you know, 15 times. He needs to touch the ball 20-plus times a game. Leonard Fournette touched the ball 24 times last week. Uh, you know, uh, two weeks ago, Dalvin Cook had 20-plus touches. I mean, I understand he's fragile. He's also, by far and away, when he's healthy and playing, top five talent in the NFL, period. And nobody will dispute that. I, 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 you got to manufacture ways to get him the ball. Well, it's period. like you said, defenses are already set up to have a linebacker on him. You should, you should be yeah. using his uh, slot receiving skills, essentially, and letting him yeah. get the ball in space. And that's why, even when Carolina was a joke years ago, he was getting 10 catches a game, 100 yards receiving, because yeah. it, it was highly effective. And, and, yeah. and those also aren't high collision plays. I know he can pop a hammy, roll an ankle, or I don't even know yeah. what else. But, yeah. like, at the same time, that's not a high-collision incident. It's not like running him up the gut and getting smacked in the face and being worried about and someone that's rolling why, on him. That's why I think somebody has to rein Baker in. And I think I think Baker changes the plays a lot and kind of – I think he, like I said, goes up, dual call. And sometimes you got to say, Baker, you're getting DJ Moore or you're getting Christian McCaffrey the ball in this play. Period. That's your first read. That's your second read. Pull it down and run. Figure it out. I mean, I, I don't think that they do that enough. I mean, play a two-man game. You notice, going back to McVeigh last week, I think they opened the first two or three drives with Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson playing a two-man game. Allen Robinson scored a touchdown, and they featured him on the first and second and third drive. He fell off later because Stafford's going to go back to whatever Stafford does, which is wherever Cooper Cup is, I'm going to find him. But hit the ball game. to your best players. It's crazy. I know Staff- Stafford gets it. Also, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm just I'm just surprised that you're not running them on the same side of the field. Shoot, Robbie Anderson run a you know Robbie Anderson in the slot run DJ Moore on the outside and then run a three man game even and and run and motion uh you know CMC out in the backfield to play the third slot. You're going to get a mic on him. You're going to get a mic or a will on him. There's no way that they're going to put a quadrilla, quadzilla. They're not going to play a dime package. No way. And run the ball down their throat. Period. So, I, I don't know. Weird. We're going off on a tangent. I could do this all day, Bill. I know. Well, actually, that, that's what I was trying to get you to do. We're, we're hitting our time. Is there anything you want to end with? Fantasy players? Play, things you're watching? I got, I, got, I got nothing else to cover. I did... That's why I kicked Ken oh. out, so we could have these talks without 
without lesser minds in here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm buying. I'm I'm maybe one more week. I'd like to see it one more week, but I'm buying in on Curtis Samuel. Targets this year, eighteen. Next closest, Antonio Gibson, twelve. Yeah, isn't that a surprise? Uh, I am, uh, or it might have been Terry McLaurin. Probably Terry McLaurin. Twelve. 12 versus 18 in two games. Uh, plus, you get the rushing stats. Potentially, potentially four or five rushes a game. I'm, I'm, I'm almost there to crown Curtis as, as my sleeper of the year. But got to stay healthy. Bad game oh, scripts. God. Bad game scripts. They're trailing for both of their first games. Like to see him in the... Uh, I, I don't get how Washington two years ago had this defense that was like terrifying, and now it's it's awful. It it, yeah. it, it was shredded by Jacksonville, who should have put up thirty plus points, and it was shredded by Detroit. Um, so yeah, yeah, I I I have a tough time. I I I just have a tough time thinking. Uh, you know, I, I have a tough time crowning them anybody fantasy relevant, but uh, McLaurin got paid, Samuel got paid. Dotson, I think, would be the first one to fall off. I think it's more likely that Curtis Samuel sticks than he falls off. That's the fantasy nugget that I have. Mine's going to be Russell Gage. <laughs> I don't think anyone else shows up for the for the Buccaneers, and that that's an easy opportunity. Way yeah, it, opportunity. Yeah, it, it, it'll be there. Um, I'm sad for Darnell Mooney. I'm trying to think if you can get Jameson Williams in your uh, IR spot. I think DJ Chark has his ch- had his chance, and he he is not capitalized. He he dropped a touchdown in the first game. He did not do anything against Washington, and I think if they get a real outside threat, I'm gonna love Detroit even more. Um, yeah. and then if you need a tight end, Evan Ingram, he's been surprisingly good and gotten a lot of targets. I said him last week as my fantasy play. He only had 47 yards receiving, but he had eight targets and seven catches. Uh, love Jacksonville. They're 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 the number two on my on my. This is my baby team. Uh, and I love top that. Top six, I want to say. What? Top six tight end so far this year in fantasy. Uh, I, I, I have no idea if he's up that high. I know he doesn't have a touchdown. Listen no, to but he's got targets and yards. I was going to say, targets and yards. He's a guy that's going to start as also I think Jacksonville starts doing better on offense because they, they have looked so much better. Um, I think they're going to catch uh, – they're going to be a team you don't want to play later in the year. They're still going to end like seven and nine, but whatever. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I just like them. I just like Trevor Lawrence. I like Trevor Lawrence. Oh, and by the way, I like Christian Kirk. I think I called that one. Too. Yeah, that that was yours. That was that was that a was, complete. That was my point. big one that I re- um, that one is one that I really like a lot. Yeah, I think Doug Peterson's just a really good coach. Uh, I don't think he, I think he's always found ways to put his players in winning positions. Um, again, it sounds easy. It's not. It sounds like t- coaches do it and they don't. All right. Arthur Smith, Carroll. Dude, there's so many more. Uh, let me see. Lovey Smith. That's another one. Matt Rule. <laughs> Dumb. Dumb. <laughs> the Jets have even done it. I don't know who their offensive coordinator is. He's going to get a job if their offense keeps playing the way it is. So, all right. Anything? That, that's all, I think. Just remember. Oh, let me, let me hit my button one more time. As an intro to our gambling when you know you're going to win. <laughs> We'll have more sounds. If you can think of any, if you have questions, leave comments, reach out to us. We are happy to answer anything. uh, And we don't do anything else. So 
we'll get to you right away. See you guys.